Last day of Shabbos, we were learning Shara Gimel in Nef Shechaim. Because in order to understand, really, literally, every single Torah in the Svar Makadoshim and the Svar of the Balshem, the Balshem, in order to understand any line, any minhag, even adjustments that took place in the Nusuch of Davening, it's absolutely crucial that we understand this chumach-like is, this true difference between the Derech HaBalsham and the way of the of the true misnagdim taking away all of the external issues as I said last week, and going directly to Nefshechaim to understand where Rabbi Chaim Velozhna was coming from and how he understood the the danger of of the inno, innovation of Chasidus, which he saw as an innovation. And it all revolves, as we learned, around the understanding the difference in the understanding of a term that goes back to the Zoya Kodesh, Mimali Kal Alman and Soyev Kal Alman, that Hashem fills all worlds and surrounds all the worlds. And what is the meaning of Mimali and Soyev? Now we already saw, and it's very, very clear. And Rabbi Chaim says it out very, very clearly in a number of places in Nefshechaim that he agrees that Simtsum is like Ipshuta. He agrees that Leis also Ponuimine, everything is Elokus. And, and he also marches under the banner of Einod Bovado. is Kulam. That's not in the Kudus Amachlaikis. People who are on the outside try to make a big tumult about that. Some Simpson Kapshuta, like Kapshuta. That's more interesting for people in academia. As far as the Mitzis is concerned, Rabbi Chaim Velozhna is very clear that Akarish Baruch Hu is Mamali Kalam Saiv Kalam. And Simpson is the like Kapshuta that means that Hashem fills everything. Everything is a locus. That's not a question. And therefore, Tzimtzum is not a histalkus chalil of Hashem himself. It doesn't mean that Hashem left. But rather it means that there's a halama that we can't see. But we can't see. This whole Indian is taking place and uh, it's being played out. This whole drama is being played out on the stage of Malchus Shabayin Saif. And not chalil that anything has changed in Alukus. Ani Hashem Lashinisi. Nothing has changed at all. The only difference is a change in perspective. That's what we're learning. And the change in perspective is that we live in a reality of we live in a reality of Soviv Kalaman, the reality of Mamala Kalaman that Hashem fills everything, that everything is Elokus. And Chaim Velozhin says not only is not, not not only do we not find that inspiring but we, we're not, we don't even have rishus. We don't even have permission to think about that, to live in that world. That's not our world. 
That's Hashem's Baruch's Indian. From Hashem's perspective, Mitzido Yisbaruch, from Hashem's perspective, everything is the way that it always was. Nothing has changed. Everything is God. Everything is Elokos. From Hashem's perspective, everything is is Him, Einon Levado, Hashem's Mamalikal Amen. And from that perspective, Rabbi Chaim Rolojna says, we don't understand this and we can't think about it, but there's no chilik between between Yerushalayim and, and, and New York. There's no chilik between the Tzadik and Russia. There's no chilik between Or and Chayesha and Taif and Ra and Kaimis Kedosh and Kaimis Tameim. Everything is Elokos. And if a person would live that way and think along those lines, as we learned last week in Perik Vav, that all of Teremitsis would, would become meaningless to a person, would become meaningless. If Rabbi Chaim says that our perspective of life is completely Soviv Kol Alman, meaning that our union is not this business of God that's everywhere. We don't understand this. We can't live in that place. He, he concedes that there was, there, was, there was such a thing where there were people that were able to be in that place. But that's not our Avayda, and that's not the playing field of Torah Mitzvahs. The playing field of Torah Mitzvahs, our world is a world where we sense that God is outside. We experience God as somebody who is outside, not not that fills everything, but God who is outside. And and we and and therefore we don't live in this mitzvah of Mamalakalama. We're not masik this mitzvah. It's forbidden for us to to live in that reality of Mamalakalama, or to think about it. Our entire lives, all of Torah mitzvahs, all of halach, is built upon the toda'ah, the perception. Of Hashem being Saif of Kalaman. And and this this um, creates this reality that we live in of Saif of Kalaman. This the Rabbi Chaim Velozna says this alone is able to create a a a sulam, like a ladder of of values of Taif and Ra, of good and evil, and that we can now make a distinction between Makaimis Kedoshim and Makaimis Tameim. The Torah says, this place is Kodesh, this place is Tomei, this is a Tzaddik, this is a Rasha, there are Mitzvahs, there are Veyers, and so on. Because in that world of Soviet Kalaman, which is our world, where God appears to us, where we sense God as somebody, as something beyond us, we're able to hear a voice from outside, the way that we hear when we open up every every page of Chumash, every Pesach of Chumash, we have and that we hear Hashem speaking to us and telling us, do this, this is a mitzvah, don't do that, this is an aveira. So there's something outside that is speaking to me and telling me and instructing me what, what to do. So even though in mitzvahs, Rabbi Chaim Velazhna agrees with, with the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh and the Talmud Shem that Tzimtzum is not Kipshuta, and therefore... In Mitzias, in Mitzias, in that absolute reality of Mamalikal Amen, Hashem, of course, is not outside. Hashem is everywhere. Everything is filled with Hashem. But Lamaisa, our lives are conducted from the perspective of Ki'ilu, it's that Simpson is Kipshuto. It's Ki'ilu. That's the only difference. Ki'ilu, that Simpson actually took place, and Ki'ilu, Hashem is not filling all of reality. We're not allowed to think that way. And um, and and therefore, what what now has changed 
is everything. What has changed is everything. And we're going to be learning, of course, the, the Sugi and Chasidis and the Indian of Dir Betachtonim. It's the Ba'imik, what has what emerges from this world view of Rabbi Chaim Velozhna of the, of the Misnagdim is a sense of alienation and unbelievable coldness. And if one wants to understand what's the uh, where does it come from? Uh, where does a Kalta Litva come from? It doesn't mean, God forbid, that they're not wonderful Jews. They're beautiful Jews. They're Jews just like us. It's, uh, there's no there's no racial distinction between one Jew and another. But where does it come from? Is Akalta Litvak? There's a there's a reason for that, and you can explain it by the demographics of Russia and that part of the world. Where does it come from? The whole the whole reality of of true hisnagdas of true hisnagdas again Rabbi Chaim Lozner's Tzadik the whole reality of true hisnagdas is one of nikur nun yud chav of alienation from the word nechar and the reason for that is because one cannot in that world one can never ever truly connect to God you could think about God but you can't identify with him because the fact is that from that perspective of living in that world where God, Rakhash Baruch, who is Sayyid of Kalaman, it means that it's always about something outside of me that, that's telling me what to do. It's always something outside. It's lo ata. It's not you. It's not you. But rather, something that's not you that's commanding. And there's always a distance between between the individual and the Creator and the Bari Olam. Hashem is Baruch is Sovev Kalaman. And Sovev Kalaman means that He surrounds your life. He hovers over your life. And in that surah's Hachayim, if one wants to really get a taste in, 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 uh, from an Adam Godel, from an Adam Godel of, of what that life consists of, then probably the best safer to learn is Isha Halacha from Rav Soloveitchik. It's a world without spontaneity. It's a world where spontaneity is seen as something which is dangerous. The life of the men of Halacha, of the Halachic men, is a life of Shulchanarach. The reality of the reality of the Halachic men is not one of of uh, of warmth, of warmth. I once mentioned to you that that um, so that there was a masnagid that came to the Tzemach Tzedek. Uh, it was a big person, and he came to the Tzemach Tzedek, and and he said, "I don't, I don't understand. You put on the film, we put on the film. You daven, we daven. You sit in the sukkah, and we sit in the sukkah. What's the what's the chilik?" So the Tzamech Tzadik said that you, could, that you have you could have two soups with the exact same ingredients, but one is warm, the other is, is cold. The ingredients, everything looks the same, but this one is warm and this one is cold. And the Tzamech Tzadik, like everything else he said, was saying something that's extraordinarily profound. It's not stam, some kind of a, a joke. It's very, very profound. Because any time... 
that you have even in a family a situation where the father is a sovev as, as opposed to a mamale. So the child is a nice boy and he's respectful, even perhaps afraid of his father, respects his father, he fears his father, and therefore there's that voice that's always pounding away in his head, might she do this, might she do that, and and he's an obedient child and he does exactly what he's supposed to, and he and he uh, he has a zmanim chart right next to his bed of when daddy wants him to, you know, he has to get up at whatever it is, at 6.07, that's when he gets up, and he... Uh, and he has to uh, wash his hands, and he has to do this, he has to do everything, 6.13, 6.18, 6.22, and so on. And he listens to that voice because he's good and he's obedient and he wants to please, he wants to please his father, and he even, he even loves his father. And, and, and therefore he does what his father tells him. But it's always a mishuhu or a mashuhu mibachutz. It's always a voice that comes from outside. And the voice is one that consists of uh, of halacha, shulchanarich, that guides this person every step of his life, and because the voice is not coming from within, and I'm, we're going to spend many months talking about what that means. We learned a lot about that when we, years ago when we were doing hachsharos avreich from the pisatz and but because the voice is not coming from within. <coughs> Because the voice is always a sovev kalaman, because in the marshal, Maishi doesn't really identify with his father. His father is distant. His father is, his father is not him. His father is away from him, is far from him. His father sends him a lot of text messages. Don't forget, to, you know, don't forget to bench Lulu. Don't forget to hear the shayfer. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. He gets a lot of messages all the time from his father. And, and, and even though, therefore, even though the reality is that Leis Azapodimina, Rabbi Chaim Velashen didn't disagree with that, again, Simpson is Kalaipshuto, and everything is a Lukus. And therefore, Daddy really does love you. Daddy does love you. And, and, and Daddy is everything. The Rabbi Shalom is everything. But the the atmosphere that that is engendered by the Soviet Kol Alman perspective is one of distance and alienation and coldness. Diktuk Bahalacha, of course a complete belief in Hashgacha Pratis that Daddy knows everything you're doing. Daddy's watching everything, he knows exactly what you're up to. But the whole reality of 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 Hisnagdas of Rabbi Chaim is a rea- that reality of Savav Kalam and its emphasis is always on Silukashrina. Silukashrina. Not sensing the presence of the of the Shrina. It's always a feeling of Khalal Hapanui, of the empty space, of creation, of the empty space. Because even though Tsimtsum is like Ipshuto, but as far as I'm concerned, as far as the human being is concerned, he lives in an empty space. He lives in, in, in the vacuum of the Chol HaPanoi of creation, of Hashem's disappearing. And having disappeared, so Rabbi Chaim 
Rabbi Chaim says that we have now gained from his perspective, from his understanding we have now gained um, a life of do's and don'ts of, of Shulchan Aruch of Mogan Avrams and Taz's and Mishnah Brewers and HaShulchans and so on at the end of the day at the end of the day it has not won over the Jewish people because the feeling is at the end of the day Zelo Ani it's not me it's not me it's not me it's somebody else telling me how to act and what to do and what to be but it's not me and the feeling the feeling is after all of these years I'm still standing under the mountain I'm still standing with the mountain being held over my head and that's uncomfortable that's uncomfortable the mountain is, is being held over my head, even though it's a it's great shvur story, you know. Kafalem Harki Gigis is made for tons of, of drushes. That Hashem holds the mountain over your head. Why does he have to hold the mountain over your head? Have he said to you? He's, we all said, Nasev and Nishma. There's some great, deep, romantic relationship that we have with God. So, oh, so what do you have to hold? When you're holding a mountain over my head. And the whole Indian of the mountain over the head is really, is really the makif of Sayyid of Kalam, that Hashem surrounds me and hovers over me, but he's not me. He's over me. And the feeling, the feeling is that, that he's over me, and he's telling me what to do, and I hear that voice still after thousands of years, that if you don't do this, Sham Tehek Farazchem, you're going to die. The, the mountain's going to be dropped on your head. And the, the, the image of the mountain's over us and God over us and surrounding us is the is that is that image that is generated by this perspective of Saif of Kalaman. And it, it must be clear that this doesn't mean Khansa Sholem that Rabbi Khan Velazna was saying that Hashem doesn't love us. Of course Hashem loves the father and, and the Marshal the Father loves his kid. That's not a question that Hashem loves us. And the Yiddishkeit is is exquisitely beautiful, and all the mitzvahs are beautiful, and everything should be with positive words of encouragement. And if you look at all the, the lately the chinuch books that are coming out, even from the Litvisha world, since they see that everything is crumbling and falling apart, and the and it's not working anymore, so they're also using now a lot of lashonis in these books. If you have to love the kids, you have to love the kids. You have to show them affection and warmth and so on. Even though it was never ever found in the earliest farm of theirs, lashonis of Ahava. It was always lashonis of obedience, of tziyut, not of ahava. But now, as we get closer to Mashiach, the light of Mashiach is penetrating everywhere, and the, and the Teres of Hashem is taking over everything, Mamish. I know that sounds like a very, very strong thing to say, but that's the truth, and it's penetrating to all quarters everywhere. It's reaching everywhere. Irish on Mashiach, and we'll talk about that a lot. And But still, the 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 theme is a theme of of... Uh, the perspective is that God surrounds me and that the mountain is held over my head and therefore the uh, the life of the the life of the of the of the true misnagin misnagdis now is as I said you see this is already going to all the different swarm even from the misnagdim they're not really misnagdim anymore it's uh, the, the Indian of Chassidus is already compl- taking over slowly everything everything there are some there are a few of the old times that are still holding out, 
but without realizing, without knowing it, and again, this has nothing to do with long coats and strimals, you understand? I'm not talking about long coats and strimals. We're talking about a, a, a sense, a worldview, how to think of Hashem as Baruch, how to, how to evaluate our relationship with Hashem as Baruch, that the coldness and the distance of Sovev Kalaman isn't working anymore. It just doesn't work. It never really worked for the Hamaynam. That's why, when all of a sudden the Balsham when the the Shalom sent the Neshama of the Balsham Hakadosh into the world, and the Balsham gave a big scream, and the scream was Yidden L'chaim. Really, that's what it was, L'chaim. And the scream of L'chaim is that the Balsham said, "Forget everything that the Rebbe Chaim Velazhen had." Well, listen, I'm not talking chronologically now, but don't pay any attention to any of that. Forget just the opposite. It's because of that distance that Jews sin. It's because of that distance that Jews don't want to have anything to do with Hashem. It's because of that distance that Jews feel nothing when they daven. Because if they would all be Rabbi Chaim Velazhna, they could they could cross over the abyss that separates between heaven and earth. But regular Jews can't are not Rabbi Chaim Velazhna. Regular Jews are not the Vilna Those were not regular people. And regular Jews are, are, are having a very, very hard time at the end of time just being good soldiers and taking their their marching orders, their papers and uh, with the chart of 622 and 627 and 633 and, and so on having a very, very hard time to do that the sherish of chait the sherish of golus, the root of sin the root of golus, the root of ra you have to understand the chesidah sees this perspective of Rebbe Chaim Velazhna as being the sherish of evil in the world not Rabbi Chaim Velazhna. Rabbi Chaim Velazhna is a big deal. Chas v'shal. The Vilna Gaon, the Baltanya, as you know, he always called him Agayin Achasid Mevilna. He was a holy and righteous person. But from where does evil come? What's the shirish of evil? Hisnakus, alienation, and coldness. Alienation and coldness. A feeling, a feeling of Kajabaruch being outside of me, not filling my life, not being. In everything that I do, the whole of the whole of Hashem is means nothing to Rabbi Chaim Velazhna. There's no opinion of of eating as being a holy act. It doesn't mean anything. It just means just follow the halacha. You look at Shulchan Aruch and tells you how, how to eat, and this is how you eat. Make sure everything is kosher. Say a proper bracha, and the dinim der halachas of of their chayrits by the table. Those are halachas of their chayrits, but it's not a holy act. If the, the to the misnagdim. To the, to the misnagdim to sit around the table like with Ramendel of Zorka, you know, for, for six hours and, and giving some shirayim and nodding his head to chesidim and people falling apart and crying to them is totally bizarre. I just want you just to eat and get on with life. You know? Just eat, you know. What about this whole thing that is like the mizbech? Say this, are there halachas of their house? You have to treat the food according to halacha. And you have to treat the table according to Allah. You better make sure everything is 100% glad kosher. And that the shechita was proper, and that all the anhogas ha-shulchan are proper, and that you said the, you said the brachas carefully, but the avoida of the misbeach is completely, completely bizarre in the eyes of the misnag. Completely bizarre. And and the Balshant of HaKadosh and the Talmud Balsham came to say, that our tfisa of elokus is not one of outside, 
but one of inside. Everything has now been changed. The entire field of Avodah Hashem has been changed from an Audi to an Indy. <laughs> That's just it. It sounds like it's a tiny little adjustment. But the adjustment is this. Whereas Rabbi Chaim Velozhna said that our reality is a reality of Sovev Kalaman, and God's reality is Mamalik Kalaman, that's not our Indian. The Balshantav HaKadosh says that our reality is that God fills all the worlds. That's our reality. A Mamalik Kalaman. And from Hashem's perspective, we'll, we'll talk more about that, what that means. From Hashem's perspective, there's a level of Elokus that's beyond, that's called Sovev Kalaman. But from our perspective, Hashem is Baruch put Har Sinai gently down on the side and grabbed us and hugged us. And it sounds very sweet. And everybody says, well, it's so warm, it's so beautiful, I love the stories, the, the Torahs are very endearing. I said before that every single Chassidish of art is completely, completely colored by this change in perspective. Not change, it's... Chassidish is not saying that this is something they came up with. Obviously, this is this is... Something that they understand that, that the Balshabev understood based upon the Zara Kodesh Nairizal that this is that this is God's perspective. Not just we're not talking about the Balshamta's Shita. The Shita's a Balsham. Again, that whole way of, of learning Hasidis and studying Torah is itself part of that is a histalshlus of the world of, of Rabbi Chaim Velajna, where everything is a Yom Iyun and we divide uh, everything into different shitas to understand what's the shita of Hashem's Baruch. What's Hashem's shita? What's Hashem's shita? Not who is Hashem, but what's his shita? Well, how does Hashem hold? As we say in the yeshivas. How does Hashem hold? No, it's not, it sounds very different than asking, you know, what, the, what does the Rambam hold? What does the Ramban hold? What does Hashem's Baruch hold? And whether the halach is, is how Hashem holds. That's Hashem holds. The Allah is like uh, the Allah is like the Rambam. That Hashem holds like the Rambam. So now we have we have moved on. It's no longer the Shitas Rambam or just the Shitas Rambam. It's also Shitas Hakadosh Baruch It's the view of Hakadosh Baruch not that it is Hakadosh Baruch It's the view of Hakadosh Baruch because Hashem Hashem is out there. Hashem is out there. So the Balshant of Hakadosh came and said. That our reality is the reality of David Amalach, Kirvas Elokim Litov. Kirvas Elokim Litov. Closeness to God. That was the cry, the battle cry of the Boshamtiv. Everything is Elokus, not just philosophically, not just that, that there's a, a Mahalach like that, there's a Shita like that, but that we don't paskin that way. As the Boshamtiv said, we paskin Mamalikalam. That's how we pass him. And any time that you open up any chesedish sefer, every single Torah that you learn from any tzaddik is being said, is being taught from this perspective, and you see that in every single Torah. It's being taught from this perspective. Before we before we move on. To learning a piece from the Kutamaran and from the Rebbe Bun from Shishcha to begin. 
to be Isaac in that reality I thought it would be important for the sake of, of, of truth of Amos and to understand maybe Chaim properly and in a deeper way and, and, and by that to understand Chassidus in a deeper way is that there is one exception to Rabbi Chaim rule of separating worlds there is one exception in other words remember that Rabbi Chaim has made a very strong border between beyond between mm-hmm. outside and inside very very strong border <coughs> the Bershalom himself is sort of Kalalman that's our reality and our lives of, of Memala Kalalman, that's not our Indian. Our Indian is Sovev Kalalman. Hashem is everywhere, but we don't think about that. Hashem is Sovev Kalalman. And he tells us from that, from that point, that vantage point, Hashem tells us what to do from the mountain over our heads. He tells us what to do and what not to do. And we don't think about, we're not allowed to think about any contact with Elokus in any direct way. We can't think of it. Therefore, Dveikus doesn't mean the Dveikus that we learn about in Tanya and in the Kutamaran. Dveikus is a Dveikus of Mahu Afata, that in our observance of Allah, we make ourselves into godlike people by imitating Hashem's Baruch, by keeping Allah. That's called, that's Dveikus. Dveikus is and, and observing halacha, that's called dveikus. Dveikus is not an emotion. Dveikus is not a feeling. Dveikus is a mitzvah. If you're, if you're a Jew that shemitari misses, then you're dovuk basha. There is one exception. There is one, one aspect, one bechina of, of elokus, that visits us, that has descended through all the Olamas, and Rabbi Chaim Velazhna insists that it's only this aspect of Elokus that fills our lives. That's Mamalikalam. Can you guess what that is? Torah. Torah. In order to understand this without spending more than a, a little bit of time, because that's not the it's not the of what we're doing right now, but it's important to understand. There's a fascinating sefer that came out last year that's called Harav Kook, Ben Chassidim Lemesnagim, from a, from a person, Harav Ruven Raz. It's published by, by Moshe Rav Kook. It's a fascinating sefer. A lot of things here that you could disagree with. But there are also a lot of, uh, there are a lot of uh, well-written, um, well-written uh, things that, we, that, 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 uh, that help to explain and put into perspective what we're learning. The tachlis of this sefer, the tachlis of this sefer, is to is to try to understand where does Rav Kook fit into all of this. So now the chevra has strong leanings to chesidus. So the, the, there's of course a very very big desire to adopt Rav Kook to to make Rav Kook one of ours. Now, I'm guilty of that. I do it all the time to make Rav Kook one of ours. That's not something that they're doing in Baba Vinsat, you understand. Not because of views, not because of, of Torah, but because of political views. But as far as Rav Kook, what's Rav Kook's worldview? 
So the the Chassidish Chaver, those that those that are attached to the way of of the Balshamtiv, so they want to bring Rav Kook into this, and they will insist that that uh, Rav Kook is is, is Amcha. Rav Kook is, is is really really a Chassid. Ah, he learned in Velazhin, but let's keep in mind that uh, maternally he comes from Chabad Chassidim, and uh, we know that Rav Kook. Where he where he was rav, we know that he there was all chabad chasidim kamat, and that he said ma'amar min chabad chasidus. He was a bucky, he was really a bucky in, in everything, but particularly in chabad chasidus, there's no question that when you learn this form of Rav Kook, that you feel very very much both the Balatanya and Rabbi Nachman everywhere, everywhere. And there is a legend that's found in the in in this in the uh, swarm of Rav Neria, one of his greatest talmidim. There is a legend that, that when he was asked about Rabbi Nachman, and why is it that he doesn't quote Rabbi Nachman, that, that Rav Kook's response was, Ich bin Rabbi Nachman, I am Rabbi Nachman. There is such a legend, I don't know if it's true. If you look at the, if you look at the writings of Rabbi Tzviyud, about sons of Levacha, which if you could figure them out, I'd, I'd like to hear what he, if you could explain to me what he's talking about. I really don't know what he's talking about. He was a big tzaddik, I don't know what he's talking about. That's my deficiency. I'm not going to be making fun. I just don't know what he's talking about. But one thing is very, very clear from it's for you that and I'm not saying anything disrespectful because he's a big tzaddik and everything. I'm not under his toenails, but he was a a heisim misnaget, a fiery misnaget. It's for you that was a big misnaget. And it's interesting because a lot of the a lot of the misnachlam now who have who have adapted a lot of the chesed things and they go for. See this. I don't know if they, how many of them realize that what kind of a misnagi that Sri Yudha is a very big misnagi. <clears throat> That's something we're not going to go into, but he was a very, very big misnagi. The question is with his father. So, this, uh, this Tamachachim Rav Raz, I, I don't know who he is. Um, so, this Sefer. Is to try to understand Rav Kook's place in all of this, because it would be very, very helpful. I, I agree, it would be very helpful to know where Rav Kook stands. So he wants to suggest that that Rav Kook is someplace in between, is in between Chassidus and Isnagdis, someplace in between the the Baal Shem Tov and Rabbi Chaim Rolozhin. Okay, beside that. That's the thesis of the cipher, and and then based upon that thesis of where Rav Kook stands, so then this uh, this Talmud Chacham then goes on to explain the Mahalach Rav Kook in in Zionism, and in in Rav Kook in Rav Kook's in Rav Kook's whole Mahalach with Eretz Yisrael, and many other things, and it's a, it's a fascinating cipher. You could like we say in the Shivas, you could ding on it. You know what I mean. You could argue with a lot of it, but uh, but it's uh, it's geschmack to read on a Friday night. You know when you when you already stop the other stuff that you were learning, it's geschmack to read. But you could think a lot of it. But of Cook, but he's clearly a very very well educated person, and uh, and uh, it's, it's it's well written. But this Nakuda, he gets on the nose, and it's not uh, it's not a chiddush of the author, but he's explaining. Torah. Torah in the world of Rabbi Chaim Velazhna. And it's, it's very important to know this. 
Actually, there's a there's a fantastic uh, book, a fantastic sefer that was written by Dr. Lim, by Dr. Norman Lim, called Torah Lishma, which explains the difference between Chassidim and Misnagdim regarding the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. It was written this almost forty years ago. This it's in English also. It's a very very harsh of a book. <coughs> Look inside. You see where it says Timsum Kahastara Biachas Labriya Kegilu Biachas Latayra? You see that? There are two sides to the page. Look at the first side. <laughs> I know it has a number on it. But look at the first side. Twenty where yeah, twenty one is the first side. So this is modern Hebrew. <clears throat> so I know that many of you are just struggling with the old Hebrew. <coughs> so there's a little bit uh, more modern. Rak bitchum on the bottom word three. Simsum kastar. Rak bitchum echad. There is, however, one tchum. Now before this, he presented all that we were just talking about, which is the classic. Conversation between the Chassidim and the Misnagdim. But now he says, we need to talk about Rabbi Chaim Lajna's view of Torah. And Rak Bitchum Echad, there's only one Tchum, one domain. Moise Rabbi Chaim is Nechachus HaKedusha, where Rabbi Chaim allows for the presence of Kedusha for the hardcore presence of Kedusha. Nochachus means imminence. Everything about Rabbi Chaim Velazhna's Yiddishkeit that we were just talking about is transcendence. Transcendence. Makifim. Around. Above. Beyond. Halacha tells us that Yushalayim is Kaddish and that the Beisakiseh is Tomei. Halacha tells us exactly where in Yerushalayim and where in the Harabayas. Kedusha is an Indian of Halacha. It's not an Indian of objective feelings, how I feel subjective feelings, how I experience something. It's where I'm allowed to go, where I'm not allowed to go. When Rabbi Yashabir of Soloveshik uh, says that there was there was a small there was a small break when, uh, it was between Mincha and the Elah and Yom Kippur. There was some time that they had a few minutes, a little bit of a break between Mincha and the Elah, and that he walked outside with his father. He went outside to get a little air. Remember, there was no air conditioning <laughs> in the Batim Russia. I asked my father what was it like, you know, the Rosh Hashanah we were once talking about it. My father said that that Rosh Hashanah was Rosh Hashanah was sometimes mamish the heat in the in the Besamed, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur was was unbearable. It was unbearable. I said he used to sit with a piece of paper. So Rabbi Yashabir told how his father walked outside with him. And they and and they and it was just the sun was beginning. It was Neil, uh, 
the sun was beginning, was setting. And they walked outside, and and Moshe Soloveitchik told his son, Rabbi Yashabir, to look up at the sky. And Rabbi Yashabir looked up at the sky, and it was beautiful. He said it was a magnificent sunset. It was magnificent. Sunset on Yom Kippur, it was magnificent. And Moshe asked Rabbi Yashabir, he said, he asked him, Yashabir, how is, how is this sunset different? So it sounds like, so Rabbi Yashabir was thinking about something. You know, he was a very poetic person. And then Rabbi Moshe said, because this sunset is bringing the complete kapara of the Yitzumah Shalyayim of, of Yom Kippur. Now, was this has a halacha that the halacha of this sunset is that it's bringing forgiveness which is a very moving thing. But it could only be framed in the context of halach. That's what Yeshua <coughs> says. It's a halachically different sunset than mm-hmm. usual. It's halachically different because today is Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, the Yitzhum Hashem is Mechapah. And therefore, Ramesh Salvezhi was a big tzaddik, and he, was, and he was overwhelmed by that reality of the sunset of Neila. But it was in the context of of a sugi in Masechta Yuma. You understand? Mm-hmm. It was in that context. Nubi Yashabir spoke about this. That's the world, that's the world that, that his father and that he lived in. So all of the, everybody likes to, someone, uh, Aaron Begalizen told me yesterday that there's a sefer that came out about the Rav and the Rebbe. Did you see this? Did you hear this? I don't know. He, he, he he didn't have any more, he, but he said that there's a safer that came out of the Rabbi. So you could you could say whatever you like to try to make a shidduch between the Lubavitch Rabbis, and you try to make a shidduch. And on a personal level, we all love each other. That's not a problem. But those two worlds were not the same world. The Lubavitch Rabbi did not occupy the same space as Rabbi Yashabir. It doesn't mean they didn't care for each other. And you could try to write some fact or and most people have written fiction about that relationship mm-hmm. you, could, you could do it you could do what you like but um, don't 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 say that those are the same that they occupy the same world the same space Rabbi Yosheber and the Lubavitch Rebbe did not Rabbi Yosheber was Isha HaLacha the fact that he was that he that he loved Chabad Chasidus and that he appreciated it and that he extracted from Chabad Chasidus that can't be in the dark. That can't be denied. But to, to, to try to delude oneself into thinking that Rabbi Yashabir, to try, besides adopting uh, Rav Kook, to also take in Rabbi Yashabir and make him into a chassid, uh, Rabbi Yashabir would not appreciate uh, <laughs> us converting him into a chassid He was not a chassid he, he had warm feelings to the chassidim. He grew up in that world. And he and and Reb Chaim Briska used to send his children in his Henneklech that they should go daven in the Chassidish Bais Medrash. And the Slonibah, there was a Stalin a Bais Medrash or a Slonibah Bais Medrash there. And he used to send the, the he wanted the children and the grandchildren to daven in the Chassidish Bais Medrash to be in that kind of a davening. But to say to Reb Chaim Briska that his children or grandchildren are Chassidim that would be a terrible perversion of the truth. They're not Chassidim at all. And Rabbi Yashabir was a was a misnagid, a strong misnagid. The whole sefer Isha Halach is a is a magnificent, magnificent portrayal of classic hisnagdas, classic hisnagdas. The whole sefer is a sefer of hisnagdas. People that don't learn things properly, so they'll see that there's a footnote and it says, "Look at the Torah." They say, "Look at the Torah." You see that? 
See, he's one of ours. He's one of he's one of Gershbeil's not one of ours. He's one, he's one of ours. Of course, he's one of ours. But he wasn't. A, he wasn't a, not a closet chassid. Not a chassid. He wasn't a chassid. He wasn't a chassid. He had an affection for chassid. That's why I told you I ended up being called on the first day of this man. And they warned me in advance that he, the worst thing was to get called on by Rabbi Yosher That was the absolute worst thing to get called on, because because it usually he'd wipe the floor with you. <laughs> That's what usually happened. So I, I think I told you the story in the past, but I'll just repeat it because it's a good way to go into the into, into this that we're doing right now. That um, it, I, I just, it was the first day of this man, I, and I was new in Rabbi Yosher in of Salvation Shir. So it was a big room, and there were there were a bunch of like pillars in the room and it was a very 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 hush of a thing to try to get a seat behind a pillar <laughs> <laughs> that way there would, there would be no eye contact with with Rabbi because that was a that was a dangerous thing if there would be any eye contact he might call on you if he called on you he, 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 he would kill you so there was a fellow that would, had been in the yeshiva for a long time and he, he, didn't, he didn't really know who I was. I just I was a, I was a new guy in the yeshiva. I'd been in the yeshiva. I was a new guy in the yeshiva. And I was at that time. It was not at all common to have a guy like the head he payers in the yeshiva. There was, I might have been the only one, or maybe one other guy with some payers. And this guy looked me over and he said, well, "He's going to go after you. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going he's to go after you for sure. He's going to call on you. You better try to hide." <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's going to go after you. I said, what do you mean? He said, he's going to get distrust him. He's going to go after you. If he thinks you're a chassidish guy, he's going to go after you. So I got, I got very scared. But I was a new guy, so I could only get halfway behind the pole. That's just how it was. It was packed with guys. I got halfway behind the pole. It was the was first... Everybody sitting not behind the pole? <laughs> yeah, there was the most of it. You couldn't get behind it. It was hard to get behind. You had to push a lot to get behind the pole. And I, and I said to a few guys that this guy warned me that I'm going to get... So please, so people had like a little Rachmanis day. He said, why would he call on you? I know, but this guy said he's here for a long time, so could I have the pole, you know? <laughs> so so I, I got like halfway. I was still like... Part of me was... Like one payer was still outside. <laughs> so... So... Uh, that, there was there were like uh, 150 guys there, and it was the first. It was the first day of this man. We were learning. We were learning Beya. It was the first day of this man, <coughs> and everybody. It was dead silence. It was a pachad. Mamish was a pachad. This when he walked into the room. He said it was a pachad. Mamish a pachad. To be in the presence of such a person it was a pachad. And everybody was quiet. And he opened up to the mission. And he says, he says, you read. And nobody looked up. <laughs> Everybody just has their head and, and looking down like this. And then he said that he said the most horrible words I ever heard. He said, "You the the chosn but the payes you." That's the first day. You the chosn but the payes you. And the guy next to me said, "Warnberg, he's talking to you." <laughs> I said, "Okay." okay. <laughs> and I looked up. <laughs> and he was looking right at me. He says, "No, no, chassid." As he said, "Chassid, tell me to read." So, I just wanted to say, "I'm not, I'm not really Jewish." <laughs> I know I was, I'm a reporter, you know, something like that. What do we over here with this person? You chassid read the first day of this month, and I um. So uh, just okay. Here we go. 
So it was a, it was a mazel because so I read I read I read the Mishnah and he he asked something on the Mishnah and I answered he didn't say anything it's, I guess that was all right he, he asked me one thing on the Adiyak in the Mishnah and then he says no and uh, I started to read the Gemara then he stopped me and then he then he said a three hour Indian on the Mishnah something three hours about the Mishnah and I was like I was waiting the whole time like the but I. He didn't. He didn't call. Uh, was it? I was done. I, mean, I was still officially reading, but I didn't have to do anything else. <laughs> the whole thing was like it was. Uh, the whole gig was like for three minutes, but then I was done. But I, I collapsed and I came back to. The, I went to the room and I just like collapsed. <laughs> I, was from, I was so overwrought by the whole Indian, you know. So I asked this guy the next day, "Does that mean like I'm, that could happen again?" He said, "No, no, no." He just. So what was that Indian? I asked, like, what, what why, like, what, what does he have to pick on? Because I, I, what was that? He said, no, no. He said, Here's the, it's an affectionate thing. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I didn't feel the affection. Like, <laughs> like when he said it, but just nice. You don't feel there's any affection there. But I, but there is a certain fondness that he has. But to, uh, how's it? Fondness feels like coldness. Huh? Fondness even feels like coldness. Yeah, you were the fond. But no, he, there was a certain there was a there was a certain warmth to him, but it was not it was not so obvious. It was not so obvious. Was, he was a big, very big person. I understand such people. A, you know, he describes himself. He describes himself what it was like when his, you know, when his father said goodbye to him. He thought he would never see him again. When they were, it was, he, was leaving, and uh, they didn't know if they'd ever see each other again because what was going on. They didn't know if they would ever see each other again. He said, if somebody were watching this, they couldn't believe it. He said, my father, you know, just shook my hand and I said, like, be well, and that was it. He said, it would be hard for a person that doesn't understand the reality that they lived in, which is a reality of Sofif Kalam, to, to understand like that, that, uh, that way of, of saying goodbye. There's a saying by the Chassidim that somebody, this Chassidim guy once told me, I mentioned last year, he said, I knew a Litvak who loved his son so much, he almost told him. <laughs> he almost told him. It's like, which would have been a breaking down of barriers. <laughs> he almost told him. He almost told him. Oh, this is a joke, but there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I heard that from his son-in-law, the Talmud Rebbe. Tversky told that to me, that his father, that 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 Rabbi Yosheb, his father-in-law, Rabbi Yosheb, complained, because when it was in in. Uh, and it was Elul already, and he has, you know, he used to give in, in, in Boston. He had Hever would come up to Boston. He would learn with them. He would learn with them in Masechta in the summer. And there was Hever that was with, with Rabbi Yosheber. And when it was, uh, it was already getting close to Rosh Hashanah at the end of the summer. And uh, and Rabbi Yosheber uh, was learning with them Lukutei Torah from the Balatanya, Lukutei Torah and Rosh Hashanah, and Shir uh, Shirim and Rosh Hashanah. That's what he told me. And the uh, like, uh, the guys that came didn't come for that. They came to learn. They, they came to learn whatever. Bava Makam, Bava Kam, Bava Metziah. They didn't come to learn Lukutetar. And he saw Rabbi Yosheber saw that after a few days that that uh, the oilum was not uh, responding. They weren't comfortable. So his son-in-law told me that Rabbi Yosheber commented to him that everybody wants Soloveitchik's mind, but they don't want Soloveitchik's heart. That's what he said. They want Soloveitchik's mind, but they're not interested in Soloveitchik's heart. <coughs> yeah. All of these were people that had tremendous hearts. They were great people, great tzaddikim. But they were in that world. 
But as we said, and this will we like, we'll just get started, there is one exception. Rak bit chum echad. Only in one chum. Only in one chum, Moisir Abchaim is not chusak dusha gamba ilamasiya. There is one domain of life where God actually comes down to us. The Khan Loibit Sumadudelas Der Hishtashlus Ella Bachol Oitzmosa Hamakaris Kider Shimitsuya Baatmus Ain Saif, but the Torah comes down to us, Chachmas Hashem comes down in such a way. Baatmus Ain Saif Mitsida Baor Hamamali. There's only one aspect of life where not only can we, but it's the it's the Responsibility, the number one main responsibility of our lives, to make contact with the Or Hamamale, Kavonis Reb Chaim Latur. Shehi habitui hapnimi biyoyisalirotzen ha'eloki. So, if you wanted to use a muscle for that, you would say that the king is far away, the father is far away. As per the discussion that we had this, until now. But there is a letter that he sends, Biksavyodo. Not an email, not a text message, like we were saying before, but a handwritten letter from the father. A handwritten letter from the father. So the Torah the Torah is that reality that has been sent to us from an otherwise far away father. And it's to It is the innermost and deepest expression of God's will. And it's only by means of Tamatara. Hashem and his will is one. If you want to be Dovuk to me then learn my Torah and observe my mitzvahs. As it says in the Zarkadish. Turn the page over. Of course, the Torah, there are many aspects of the Torah. There are stories and halachas and so on. In order that we should be able to understand it. However, in contrast to the to the world outside of Torah, to everything else in the world besides Torah, also, where there is no where there is no imminent kedusha, there is no or mamale. We're not allowed to think that way. We're not allowed to think in the way of lace also upon the when it comes to everything else in the world. Because as a result of that shift from Sovev to Mamale. Our experience is an experience where it's not Elokus. <clears throat> it's not Elokus, it's just Halacha defines that uh, this place is a Mokum Kaddish and Yushalayim, and this place is not, it's a Mokum Tamar. But Atzmus Kedusha Satayra, the actual Kedusha of the Torah, Nishmeris is still present, as guarded and present. Af Bihislabsha Belavusha Hanigla. Even Though it's mislabesh, of course, it's descended many levels, and it's mislabesh in the levushim of nigla, nigla meaning of the revealed Torah, of what to do and what not to do. 
of of Bava Kam Bava Mitzia. Om Namah Torah Kedoshe. After Gam he nistalshlo v'yadim b'kodesh Shorsha helyon b'kodesh b'kodesh madregas ain shir. That even though the Torah itself has descended and gone through many 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 levels of worlds and so on, im kolze, im kolze. This is this is Rabbi Chaim Velazhna says in 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 in, uh, in Shar Dalit, which is the Shar about Talmud Torah. Im kolze kedusha saharishona. Its original kedusha. As the kedusha that it has in in the mind of God, in Hashem's mind, as it as it was, it is, as it was in God's mind, so it is now in the Torah that we have. And there's not one word, the one dot that you could treat in a way of chol. That even to think about Torah is forbidden in a place that's not clean, that's unclean. Even to think about Torah. Torah is actual Kedusha in our lives. Zehu. There's nothing else. Now what that means, we'll continue the mission next week.